millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We have a few more decent base stats in, in the centers, but... You'll expect him to move to the to the wing come come uh, round two onwards. So he's a, a slightly interesting option if you were thinking about having him in your side. He should get the the dual position now with the wing and and the centers. So makes him a little bit more interesting. Cam Munster, we know is going to be a great option. He's uh he's locked in locked and loaded there and won't be getting the uh, the kicking stats that the Pappenhausen will, but I think will still be a great option. Him and Munster. Uh, so Munster and Hughes should be getting uh, a few extra kick meters, especially with Brandon Smith in there. I doubt he'll be kicking much from dummy half, where you'd think Grant would, for example, a little bit more. Um, and then Smithy, Cameron Smith would have been doing a lot more kicking than, than these two would combine. So you should see a little uptick with those two guys um, and having to do a bit more of the attacking than what they may have in the past with, with someone like Harry Grant out. Uh, but you should see those guys score really well. All right, let's, let's talk about the forwards now. So the interesting one... Being uh, Christian Welch, especially for these first bunch of rounds with with uh, with a Grant out and also Fanukan out, we're going to see three forwards on the bench: and Chris Lewis, Kamakamika, and Eisenhuth. And let's have a little look at what the minutes might be. You'd expect Kenny Bromwich to play the majority of the game, same with Kafusi. Nelson Asofa Solomona would be thinking around fifty minutes, so there's thirty spare there. You'd expect Bromwich to play in the 45 range like he did last year. So there's another 35, that's 65. And then you'd expect Welsh somewhere between 20 to 30 uh, extra minutes there. So you're looking at somewhere in the 90 minutes split between three guys, which I think is going to be pretty fair. You'd expect Eisenhuth and Lewis to play somewhere in the in the mid-20s and then Kamakamika somewhere around the 40 mark, I'd expect, from, from those forwards there. So that puts Welsh somewhere between the 50 to 60 mark and I think will be a good option for, for your side in... In, in that range, especially during that first sort of five to six weeks, uh, which is what you'd expect from him. I don't see him as being a keeper, but I expect him to average close to 50 points, which puts him close to 10 points undervalued. So that's about all with the uh, with the Storm side, with, with the reserves not being too interesting. Um, obviously, they've got a couple of injuries. So 
Yeah, some interesting players on the Storm side. We move to the Rabbitohs side. Latrell Mitchell, the only question is going to be for him, will, will he turn into a keeper? Currently priced at 37. Does he have the upside to get to a keeper? I think he has the upside to at least average close to 45. Uh, but I wouldn't expect anything crazy against the Storm in this first game. Same with a bunch of these guys through, through the backs. You can expect Johnson, Gagai, Graham, and Mansour to score pretty well. Get a bunch of tries and, and a lot of attacking stats. Very similar to Walker and, and Reynolds, who I don't see any upside with at this stage. Um, with them being just under keeper status in the halves. Moves to the forwards. This is where it gets a little bit interesting. We're a little bit sad that, uh, that Host gets the, the starting spot. And I see him as someone who are having you know, just under 10 points of upside, unless he improves as a player. If he improves as a player, he should be uh, able to score pretty well in around a 60-minute role. But I see some of these guys off the bench taking a few of those minutes. So you've got Burgess and Totola who will be playing semi-decent minutes, close to 50. You then have hosts who probably won't play the 80. You'd expect maybe a 65 to 70. And, and Sewer can play the 80 as well, with Cam Murray looking somewhere between 50 and 60 minutes. So that leaves a, a decent amount of minutes for these guys on the bench. But you've got Kolomitangi and Arrow uh, especially, who would be looking to, to try and play some, some really big minutes. Uh, so that, that makes it interesting for these guys in the starting pack. You know, are they going to just split the minutes evenly? Um, so to me, I don't see any of them as being really good options. Colin Matangi right now will, will play the role that he did at the back end of last year, whether that's off the edge or, or through the middle. Uh, I think he's going to, to score very similar to, similarly to what he, averaged, what, average, what he averaged last year and also what he's priced at. So a little bit annoying that he didn't get the starting gig because a lot of people would have had him in their sides, but I think for the moment you can wait and see. And if there's an injury in the, in the pack somewhere, he might be able to get a good, a good chance of, of playing there. And then not too much in the reserves to, to think about or you know, worry about any late changes. We'll move along to the Knights and the Bulldogs. Guys, if you're enjoying this content, please hit like and, and subscribe. Really appreciate it. Uh, really gets this out to more people. We'll go on to the night. So Tex Hoy, the question is going to be, is he going to get three rounds, four rounds, or five rounds? If he gets three, I don't think he's worth it. If he gets four, he's a maybe. If he gets five, then he's definitely worth it. He should be kicking goals as well. And with a, with a really nice start to the night season, he could be someone that, that gets that. And if, if we find out anything in the next you know, few days as to where, uh, how long Pong is going to be coming back you know, until he comes back, um, I think he's, yeah, it's a tough one with, with Ponga looking like he's going to come back around four or five. Uh, so I don't see him missing five games. I see him probably missing four, which you know puts puts Tex in an interesting spot because he'd have to average at least forty for him to make uh, the right amount of money before you're going to have to move him out of your team and make a trade. So that's interesting there. Best should be a keeper come the end of the year. The other guys I wouldn't be thinking about at this stage. Kurt Mann, I think he's going to lose his spot when 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 Green comes back. So I don't see him as being an option given how well he played last year and his price really high. Pierce, we don't want to talk about at the moment. Won't be relevant. Clemmer's going to be thereabouts as one of the best mids. I don't see the upside with him, and he's just slightly below the top tier. Braley's a really good one. So we've got the interchange with, with no Randall on the bench, and he's not even in the reserve. So that makes things really safe for Braley. The only thing that might spell him would be if Watson happened to play some extra minutes and, and move into the hooking role. And I think that if needed, he can do that. But other than that, they've just gone for a, a big four uh, props and, and edges on the bench, which, which is interesting for where Watson's minutes are going to be. You'd be hoping at least 45 to 50. But if he gets that in the starting lock roll at 323, you have to pick him up. 
Braley, I think, is a really important player given the fact that he's priced at 30 and could average in the low 40s with no one to, to take his minutes off the bench. Uh, Frizzell's going to be a keeper, but again, just, just slightly under those top guys in Crichton and, 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 those, and, and of the like. Um, but other than that, you've got Hummel Hunt and Solo on the, on the reserves that are probably the only ones that are a chance of, of popping in at any stage, but I wouldn't be thinking about them. On the dog side, you've got Corey Allen, who's an interesting option in the, in the low 400s. If Bulldogs are playing pretty well, I think he'll score well. If they don't play very well, he will score at his average or below. So he's, a, he's someone that I don't see having a tremendous upside, but could be decent for your side at some point in, in the year, especially if he um, has a, a slightly slow start and loses a bit of cash. Will Hopper-White, I think, is a solid option for your centres. And same with Nick Kotrick. He'll get that dual position now, and, and he looked really strong in the trial. It's just he looks like he's carrying a little bit of an injury cloud, so he might be, uh, might be struggling a little bit in the first game or two before he, he gets into a rhythm. But I really like him in the centres, and same with Hopper-White, uh, given the fact they'll both have dual position. With uh, Dallin's not going to be interesting. Jake Avrilo has been named. There was some talk that he might not even play, but you do have uh, Wakeham on the on the reserve. So keep an eye out for someone like Avrilo. I think if he starts, he's going to be a great option. If he misses the first game, and and you know him being named is really is really good, even if he doesn't play this week, because that shows that they re- they really want him to be in that starting side. And I think he's going to be a really cool option on on your bench. Uh, give it, even if he's in the emergencies, but he has that centre and the half cover, so I think that's going to be really helpful for your sides going forward. Um, and he's probably going to be in my side at this stage. Um, I haven't completely finished it yet, but we'll uh, we'll jump in and have a look at that soon. Kyle Fanning, I think, is slightly overvalued at this stage. I think I can see him averaging closer to fifty. Uh, he's average uh, price of fifty four currently. Ogden's going to be an interesting one. I want to I want to pop him up uh, in in our stats. Ogden. So price price of 284 is a really interesting option. Let's go back in and have a look at where their forwards are at. So they're missing Luke Thompson at the moment. That's something to be really thoughtful about. Hetherington looks like he'll probably have the starting side uh, starting spot with a, a Thompson when he comes back, and Ogden will pop back. And with Thompson out for the first bunch of rounds, so three to four, if I'm, you know, someone will let me know in the comments how, exactly how many. Uh, but let's have a look at his at his price there. And you can see what happens when he plays some bigger minutes. He did get a chance at the back end of last year. And his PPM isn't very strong. So he's got 49 minutes for 19, 45 minutes for 30, 44 for 28, 42 for 33. And that's just not good enough um, you know, at this stage. And you can see in 2019, he had a couple of games where he scored uh, much better in terms of his PPM. But you know, there is a chance that he scores in the, in the, thir- in the low 30s and is about 10 points under price. But for someone that has a... Yeah, a lower PPM naturally at point eight six. He's gonna have to get, he's gonna have to get at least forty minutes. And in in their pack, is he gonna be getting that? When you've got Napa, uh, sorry Napa on the bench, Vitala Marino is gonna take some minutes off someone. Uh, Atoni and you know these guys are gonna be taking some minutes as well. So he's a, he's definitely an interesting option. He's just someone that I'm not sure about at this stage. I think if you yeah, when you've got guys like Alvaro and Farmasuli around that similar price, we'll we'll be able to jump in and have a look at. Uh, I think they're probably slightly better options given they have a little bit more pedigree scoring really well. Uh, but he's definitely an interesting one, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't be against you picking him up. But I guess I, what our issue is is over. It's going to be over the first few rounds only, and then he's going to be moving back to the bench when a Thompson comes back. So uh, that's all we'll say. 
on Ogden there. Katoa comes into the starting nine with JMK injured and Brad Dietz gets a start off the bench, which is really cool. Hetherington, I, I think he'll be playing some decent minutes, but I still don't think he's a good scorer in fantasy. Adam, Adam Elliott's an interesting one. They played him on the edge for a reason in that, in that trial, and I think he might be getting that starting spot on the edge, especially when uh, Fatala Mariner pushes his way back into the starting spot. So it's really interesting for someone like Waddell, who, who does score pretty well if he's given big minutes, but I think, you know, this is just my thoughts, but I, I'd say Fatala Mariner comes on for Waddell, given the fact that Elliot's played a lot of big minutes in the past. Waddell's played a bunch of games at 80 minutes and, and can score well there, but I, if he's getting 50 to 60 minutes, I don't see him as a good option given, the, given his price at 32. Elliot, you'd be hoping for 80 minutes, and I think he's slightly underpriced if he gets that, but if not, that's an issue. Jackson's played some lock before, and and has scored just okay. So I think he you know, scored very similar to what he's priced at at the moment. So I don't see him as a great option. And the interchange, yeah, no one really to talk about. Hopefully Mariner may, uh, drops a little bit in price and then he might be a really interesting option to bring back into your side like he did, like we did last year, uh, came off the bench at the start and then and then helped us out and and, and you could bring him in at a, at a cheaper price. So very interesting teams there. Moving on to Broncos and Eels. Our Broncos are pretty much named like we thought they would be. Tessie gets a spot in the centres, Asako on the in the fullback spot, and he's going to be kicking goals. Milford comes into the, into play, and I haven't spoken about him too much just for the fact that he's been he's been injured across this last you know last sort of couple of weeks since we've been talking about him. But price of thirty two, you'd expect him to be a little bit a little bit underpriced. I'd expect him to average closer to forty. But Broncos have to improve. Yeah, you can see there's not many tries, there's really no tries across the year. But he's someone that does miss a bunch of tackles and, and not, doesn't kick a lot in play. Like, he's not someone that is averaging the 300s. Um, makes a decent amount of metres, but when he's missing a bunch of tackles like that, he's going to be hard for him to average in the 40s. So at 427k, I'd pick someone like Townsend over, over Milford at, very, at a very similar price. Uh, the interesting one here for me, and the most important one, is going to be Jake Turpin. Given the fact that we have no cover for him on the interchange, Asiad is going to be playing you know, a bit more of a ball player through the middle. Flegler's your, your forward. Bullamore is going to be used through through more of an edge, uh, and same with Tio. He can play on the edge or or through the forwards there. Um, yeah, so that's very interesting for Turpin. You'd expect him to be playing close to eighty minutes, which I'm, I think makes him a great option. With him priced at forty at five hundred thirty three k, that's that's awesome. And the, the the thing is going to be, are you going to just start with the Turpin? Can you try and get him in off the bench with another another top line hooker? I feel like starting with four hookers is going to be a decent option at this stage of the season, given the fact we've got Turpin here. And I'm going to talk about McCulloch very shortly. But in his in his eighty minute games, he's averaging close, you know, just over sixty, which puts him a lot underpriced. Jordan Ricky is on the edge. Matt Lodge is starting. So this looks really good for those two guys, and I'd be tempted to put them in your squads. Ricky be hoping for closer to a 20-point upswing if he's playing good minutes, sort of 60-plus. Averaging closer to 40 would be a great result for someone like Jordan Ricky. And these guys on the on the interchange I wouldn't be thinking about too much. Corey Pax is in number 21, but... If I'd, I'd expect would have expected him to be named in the interchange if he was going to play, so we can we can keep an eye out for that one. But I think Turpin's a really good option, along with those other guys. On the Eels side, my most interesting one is Tom Opacek. 
Should score pretty well in a decent eel side compared to what he was in the Cowboys. Should get some opportunities and and do fairly well at 313k. I'd expect him to be priced somewhere in the 400s, about six to eight rounds in the season. So a little bit of upside there, and you can move him on to a centre gun a little bit later. If he happens to, to get a lot of ball going his way and score a bunch of tries, he, can, he might be able to sneak up into the 500s, given the, given the fact he's had a decent run of things across his time at the uh, Cowboys. He has a fairly decent base, which is cool. He's priced at 25 now, and you can see just a bunch of scores in the 20s when, when nothing really happens. So uh, I, think he, I think he has a chance to score somewhere in the mid-30s, which would be cool. Mitch Moses, I think will score pretty similar. Same with Brown. They're both going to have to step up if the Eels are going to go really well. Junior Paulo, Lane, Madison, Brown. Madison and Brown, I think, are really cool options. Paulo could do all right, but he has already had big minutes in the past. Someone like Oregon Kafusi is a very interesting one for me as well. Another one of these guys is in your uh, in your forward pack, just under three hundred k. Who, who, if he gets some decent minutes, could do well. But I, how much of this role that he played last year? How much of that changes? And and probably not a lot. So I think he has a little too many question marks just to, to be able to put into your squad at this stage. You got Will Smith as the uh, the utility. Isaiah Papali, I think, will some, be someone that gets a, a few more minutes, a few, a few, yeah, a few more minutes than Kafusi through the middle, and you got Hipgrave as well, who can who can fill in on an edge or play through the middle also. So, interesting options there, but I'm going to pass on those guys and the Eels. Warriors, there wasn't too much to, to think about. We've got Aiken in there. The back line was pretty much what we thought it would be. Chanel comes back, didn't play in, in the trials, but I think is probably five to ten points undervalued. Should get the goal kicking back as well. Our forwards is where the interesting one sits. And, and Bailey Sirinan gets his spot. And I think what you're going to see from him is similar to what he did last year. Oh, Bailey Simonson. Sorry. Sirinan. Here he is. 440k. So he came in pretty cheap for the Bunnies last year. I brought him into my side and, and he got some... He got his chance but didn't set the house on fire. Had a nice couple of 51s there through the back end but has a, a bunch of scores in the 20s and... I'd expect he, I wouldn't expect him to play 80 minutes in here, and you, just, you can expect some scores in the mid 20s, mid to late, tw- uh, mid to late 20s, early 30s, and and what that will do is see him either lose money or keep him around the same. So I don't think he's a great option. Katoa also don't expect to play uh, the 80, given the fact that he's been injured. Toe Harris I'd expect to play big minutes, and then the other guys switching through. Those edge rolls and then the forwards with Fanua Blake being a bigger minute player, Tanua Brown closer to a 40-minute player. And so they've gone for all the big guys on the bench there and, and Tavanga could spell Wade Egan possibly if, it, if it's needed, but I'd expect Wade Egan to play close to 80 minutes in this team. Uh, yeah, so Murdoch Masilla on the bench, I don't see him being able to average closer to 40, which he needs to make money, and then Armour off the bench I'd expect somewhere in the in the thirty minute range, and at three hundred and sixty k, I don't think it's worth it. Moving on to the Titans, we have Brimson, who's going to be a great option. Herbert in the centres there. I'd, I'd see Fogarty's going to be kicking goals, so Herbert's not going to be a great option. I don't think, especially with some other options in in the in the centres, but dual position as well, and should do well. Like should do well enough to make a little bit of money, but how much? I don't think he's going to be great there. Fogarty, I think, will be a keeper come into the season. Then we look at someone like Mitch Rain. I think there's a chance that he plays close to 80 minutes. Peachy could spell him. So it could be like a 65 to 70. 
so could Aaron Clark, and that's that's kind of what his role is. So I don't expect Rain to be a perfect option, given the fact that he probably be, won't play the 80 minutes. Wallace should make a little bit of money. Looked a lot better, but that's just if he's uh, if he's fully fit, then I think he could make a little bit of money. But he's not a great option in that mid range. For the Waker could end up being a keeper. It's going to be for Fido and Farmasuli. So let's have a look, a little talk about Farmasuli. You've got. Sam Lassone and Jamin Jolliffe, who are going to be covering for Wallace and Fodawaker. You've got Aaron Clark, who will come on for Rain. I think this is really cool for Tino. I think I'm expecting still somewhere between that 50 and 60 in, in minutes, and I think that will be enough for him to average closer to 50. He's someone that's a little bit more attacking and with a, with a, work, uh, a certain role in the team. I think he's going to have a nice work rate. Peachy's going to roam a little bit, and I think he can come on, come on for any of the forwards at any time. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens first in the first round. All right, let's move on to, to Roosters and, and the Eagles. I say, guys, please hit that like button if you haven't yet, and, and subscribe so you can get my updates throughout the season. Roosters, we've got Teddy. He's going to be the, the top wing fullback for your squad. The rest of the, the back line you don't want to talk about too much. Not really fantasy relevant. Lockie Lamb has earned the spot. And you look at the interchange there, you've got Kieran, Adam Kieran, who could come on and spell for Jake Friend with, with our, what's his name? Verrills, with Verrills out uh, for the first round. You've got Victor Radley who's going to come in and, and take his 13 role, which puts Isaac Liu either into the starting uh, forward role or onto the bench. And, and that leaves someone like Daniel Fafida and Kieran, I think, are going to be out to the team pretty quickly. Even Butcher might might lose his spot when you've got Radley coming back. Tupanua should do well on an edge. Crichton will also do really well. I think he's a, a pretty much a must-have given his dual position and, and he's going to score really well this year. Other than that, not too much to talk about in the, in the Roosters. We move on to the Eagles and Dylan Walker moves into the number one role. So this one's really interesting and I think you know, he's going to get the dual position now. Give it. Actually, he can't. He's got half and center. Whoops. Uh, so he's already has dual position. So let's have a have a look back to see if there's any games of him playing fullback. And you have to go all the way back to a 54 minutes for eight, which is beautiful. And then the rest, apart from one, 80 minutes for 25. Lost in the centers, and the rest at five eight. So someone that's been carrying a bunch of injuries recently, and ends can score well if he gets the chance, but. You know, is, is, is this the start of them going, okay, Tommy Chobb, when he comes back, he might have to move into the centres. You know, it could be safer for, for his body. I know Bloke Navarre's been talking about it a little bit. Just need to get him out on the, on the field. And, you know, rather than putting Morgan Harper in it at fullback, they might be trying to get Walker some extra time in the, in the fullback role. And you would expect him to score a bit better in fullback than he would at centre or 5 or eighth. He's owned by 6.5%, so there's a bunch of people that will think this as well. At 317k, it, I don't think you're going to lose out by bringing him in, but I don't know how much upside there is. Has an injury history. I think he might be able to average about 30, which doesn't put him too much uh, undervalued. 34 maybe is 10, is 10 points, which is pretty good, but he's a, he's a risk for me. Happy for you to take that risk at half and centre. You could start him in the centres, which would be cool, but he is definitely a risk. Jason Saab hasn't scored well in the past, and I don't expect that to change anytime soon. I feel like he's someone that you can just watch, and if he goes well over the first game or two, you could you could bring him in. But 
not too much to think about there. Foran, I think, might take a few points off Cherry Evans, but not too many. Josh LOA should play big minutes, along with Marty Tapao around that 48 minutes that he usually plays. Lachlan Croak is a really interesting one. We actually have a look on the bench, and we don't have a Cade Cust. We have Tavita Funa as your utility. You have Andrew Davies going to come on on the bench, which is annoying for those who are interested in picking him up, with Gusevsky on the starting side, Morgan Boyle and Paseca on the bench. So all middle forwards and a utility. So I think Proker's actually going to play pretty big minutes, and, and he's going to need big minutes to score well. He hasn't, he hasn't been someone in, over his career that has done exceptionally well playing big minutes in the hooking role. And you can see his stints last year. These were all off the bench in that hooking role. And, and price of 23, he will make some money. You know, 77 minutes for 31, 80 minutes of 5 eighths of 29, and arrest a bunch of interchange games. So if he's going to get big minutes, I think he, he should be able to, to make at least 10 points up. And he could be someone that you could play on your interchange bench as one of your, your four and now he's got the, the half and the hooker jewel. I think that's a really cool option. And he's going to be a really cool option for your side. But that PPM of 0.44 is nothing to be excited about. He's owned by 1.6% at the moment. So it's a little bit of a pod. But I think he doesn't really have any downside if he's starting at 9. He's going to be making a lot of tackles and, and should do pretty well. So he's definitely someone that I'm thinking about bringing him to my side at this stage. Gusevsky, we'll touch on him again. At 200... 88k in a starting role he's just been someone who has been a, a victim of his own utility value and you can see he's got games all different places last year I don't even know what this game of 61 minutes is for 9 I don't know if that's a typo or not but anyway bunch of games in the teens coming off the interchange he's got 76 minutes for 19 really interesting yeah that's that's come on uh, that one's come into the centers because he's he's had six tackles 146 meters but he's not someone that's really scored well in the past he has an 80 minutes with a try for 45 points 61 minutes two tries for 49 36 and 80 minutes will he get 80 minutes i don't think he will i think davey will come on for him so he's someone that could average closer to 30 but again i don't think he's really a great option doesn't have any dual position and there's a chance that he could switch with David at any at any point in time. So not a great option for me. Trebojevic is going to do his thing. I think Sirinan's going to have a big year, but I don't think he has too much upside. I think Davey, you have to put a line through him at this stage. He'll only get sort of 30 to 40 minutes is my guess. Same with Paseca. Uh, he's a slightly interesting option, but I think he has to play big minutes to do well. You've got someone like Schuster on the reserves in 18th man. So someone that I'm tempted to just hold on my squad as a red dot uh, for round one probably the only and definitely the only red dot in my side but he's so talented and, and Foran is someone that who's is very let's say paper at the moment he did get to play a decent amount of games last year but if he he's someone that could get injured pretty quick and shoots to come straight into our squad and scores well straight away for your squad so he's someone that's interesting to have on the bench uh, on your bench move to Panthers and Cowboys Momorowski's going to be your interesting one here. Momorowski and Staines get their, get their chance. If Momorowski plays well, he's obviously going to score well for your side and he should keep his spot over someone like Naden, who's, who's got a ban from the club for, for four weeks. So he's a, he's a really good option, I think. I think he's probably 10 points undervalued at this stage. And if you like him as a player, there's the upside there. He's someone that I'm tempted to bring into my squad at this stage. Crichton, I don't see the upside. I think he has to score a lot of tries again and improve as a player uh, coming out of trouble. 
to get to get those extra tackle busts and run meters for him to do well. To'o, I think he's going to take the next level, the next step. Uh, probably a couple of points undervalued, but pretty much well, pretty well a keeper in those wing fullbacks. Luai and Cleary, I see both doing really well this year, uh, hitting their average or or just above. Cleary probably just under, but still a really good captaincy option. Leota gets that a starting eight spot. Eisenhuis didn't get it, which a few people were thinking uh, talking about. But we'll talk about their bench. Capewell gets the starting role, and I. I think what's going to happen here is Capewell, Martin, Kikau are all going to get somewhere between 50 to 60 minutes. Tyra May, I don't expect a lot of minutes out of him, maybe closer to 20. Lenny is somewhere between in the 30s, and Eisenhuth maybe around the 40 mark. So in a side where Leoda, Fisher-Harris, Kikau and Capewell and Yo aren't going to play 80 minutes, I see... A decent amount of minutes for these bench players. And I see Lenu as, as having a good opportunity to score well. He has a nice PPM. Capewell is going to be really interesting. If he, get, if he gets 60 minutes, I see him just undervalued. If he gets 80 minutes, then he's about 15 points undervalued. Really, really good player when he gets the chance. So it's very hard to start with these guys. I'd, I'd want to see how that how they play over the first few rounds. And if you've got a, a, a mid-ranger that's underperforming, you could you could trade him trade him out for someone like Capewell. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys side, Drinkwater gets the number one position. Holmes is on the bench. This could be cool if you, you know, some point in the year Holmes gets a, a chance at number one and he doesn't score as well on the wing. Isar Masters and, and Hamiso get the center spot, which is which is really cool. Masters is priced just a little bit high for me. I think he should score a lot better this year than what he did last year. He was dealing with a few things off the field and and he looked pretty electric in in both the uh, both trial games he played for the in, in the All Stars and then the, the first one for the Cowboys off the bench, so yeah, I think they're both slightly decent options. But in the mid three hundreds, Cowboys aren't tipped to do really well, unfortunately, for my squad. But I'd see them as as watch wait and sees. Coming up against the Panthers side, they should get beat in the first round. But yeah, Michael Morgan playing in the sixth role, I don't think that really does much to his scoring. I think he's going to do pretty well, but him staying on the park is going to be really important for this side. Robson has Granville on the bench. Mitch Dunn, I think, is an interesting option. He's probably close to 10 points undervalued, but I don't see much more there. The interchange is really interesting. We've got Ruben Cotter in, in the 19 jersey. you got Burr that was named at 17 and, and has been subbed out for Cotter. Cotter played that roving 13 role in the, in the trial match, and I expect him to come on and play that role for Tamalolo with Maguire coming through the middle with Jensen. So there's a fair few minutes for him there. I'd probably expect Tamalolo to be 55 to 60 minutes. Maguire will probably come on and play pretty big minutes off the bench. McLean's coming off an injury. Molo, you expect them somewhere between the 40 and 50 minutes. Dunn's probably going to get 80 Hesh should probably get close to 80, and then they're going to split through the middle. Cotter off the bench for about 30 with Tamalolo. Uh, Granville off for about 20, and, and Jensen there. I think he's just slightly overpriced, like just slightly too much overpriced to, to bring him in as a good option. But that's about all with the Cowboys. All right, we're almost there. Last couple of games. Raiders' Sebastian Chris has got the, the opportunity, but he'll be out of the side with, with Croker coming back. Just should be out for the one week. White and Williams, nothing too much to talk about. Hodgson gets his spot. Havili's on the bench, and will, there's a chance he takes some minutes off Hodgson. But there's also a good chance he plays the 80 minutes. Hudson Young's going to be a decent option off the bench, but they've gone for four middle forwards uh, on their interchange. 
which should take a few minutes away from someone like Tarpany. Hudson Young may not play the 80. You've got Dinamis Louis and, and Papali there who play decent minutes, but a bit worried about them. Their, their pack, given the fact they've got four of those guys on the bench. Moving on to the Tigers. Dane Laurie gets his chance. Moses Mbai goes into the sixth position. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when Adam Dewey comes back. Will Moses Mbai slot into the 14 role? They've kind of got Tommy Talau there in the 14 role, so I'd expect Mbai to probably move to that position if Laurie plays well. So I see Laurie as pretty close to a must-have. He should be able to score pretty well in that one position and hopefully some any spot if he, play, if he has a good first game, especially against a Raiders team who will be looking to target him in defence, especially, uh, and, and with their kicks. Lofaluma should be close to a, a, a gun in the, in the wing fullbacks. Again, James Roberts is a decent option. If, he, if, he keeps his, uh, if he's able to stay on the, on the park... Long term, I think he, he should score well and is about 10 points undervalued as well. Asu Kepau, I think with him as an, uh, an issue, the fact that Tommy Talau could come straight onto that wing spot. Uh, Brooks should be a decent option. I think he's close to 10 points undervalued. Umbai's not going to be kicking too much. Brooks should be kicking goals, especially in this first round, so I think he should score well. Uh, but against a, a Raiders side, and they have a couple of tough games to start, and then rounds three to five will be a lot easier. Someone asked me that question, and and if you're bringing up, if you're bringing in Brooks, you're looking to pick him up for the majority of the season, and hoping he can move into a keeper status somewhere, averaging in the fifties. Move into the forwards, and a really interesting one is Jacob Little, and he doesn't have anyone. He doesn't have Simkin on the bench. He's not even in the the top twenty one, which makes Little a, 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 a an awesome option. You just have to have him in your side as a must have. Offhand Gowie, he comes in there. You've got three middle forwards on the bench. So it's Tarmau and Offhand Gowie, somewhere in the 40s, I'm expecting. Leilua and Garner, big minutes, and hopefully Twal, 60-plus minutes. So he's someone that I'm interested in having in my side, and I'm just going to see how that, uh, how his amount of money fits um, in the squad at this stage. But he's someone that I think is going to be a good option with this type of interchange. Uh, it be interesting to see how many minutes Talau plays. But, yeah, Chikan misses out, unfortunately. And our last one. So the Dragons and the Sharks surround out the week. Jack Bird gets his spot. Ramsey gets his spot. Ravalawa, Ravalawa gets the, the spot on the, on the wing. Adam Kluin comes in for one week. Hunt's an okay option with dual position. Laurie gets the, the starting eight spot. Kerr holds his spot on an edge. And Fumayano gets a spot at 13. So he's a, he's a, a very interesting one. He spent a lot more time on the edge in his previous years. When he's come on, but again, someone with that utility value, priced at 25 with a 1.4% ownership. So you can submit it. He spent a lot of his time in the second row, and he scores fairly decent when he gets a spot in the second row. And it'd be really interesting to see how he's going to go in the middle. And and is is this something that he's going to get regularly? He's now got dual position at 339. Let's have a look at the the team they, that they're dealing with at the moment. We've got Farmasuli, Merrin, Alvaro on the bench with Williami as their utility. So. I see some pretty big minutes for someone like Fuamayano and, and probably turns into a decent option as, as someone that can cover on the edge too, especially with someone like Davey out. You know, guys will be starting with Ricky or maybe having him on the bench with another gun uh, edge there. And I see Fuamayano as having a decent chance of, of keeping that spot if he plays well. You look at their bench and, and Ford completely, completely misses out on the squad. And he's someone that's an edge and, and should cover someone like Kerr. So with Laurie moving to a forward, uh, front row forward spot, really interesting signs for someone like Fulmanu and, and is probably a decent option at this stage. 
Farmasuli and Alvaro, you know, so we've got a, a utility on the bench, which is great. You'd expect McCulloch to play 80 minutes, so I think he's going to be a great option, averaging closer to 60. There's going to be minutes to be split. So you've got Laurie and Vaughan, who will play their decent you know, 50-ish minutes. Sims should play close to 80. Fumano, I wouldn't expect to play 80, somewhere in the 50s. Kirk could play 80, but might not, might not be able to. So I see some big minutes for Alvaro and Farmasuli. So I'd be picking probably one of them in my side. Not sure who's going to be at the moment, but both are going to be decent, decent options in your team. And our last team, guys, Sharks. So we've got Will Kennedy, who's in there. It's probably going to be a half-decent option, probably slightly undervalued. And the rest of the guys, Moylan, if you want to put him in your team, do so, but I'm not interested personally. Townsend should be great for the first five to seven rounds. Probably about 10 points undervalued. Connor Tracy will probably... Where's he going to play? You know, he could just come in and roam again. You know, if he's there for injuries, Dugan comes off a little bit injured. Hamanuelli, Blake Bradley should probably be playing close to 80 minutes. Woods, Nakora, Graham, Rudolph. Nothing really interesting with those guys. Tolman, Williams and Magulius gets a chance on the interchange bench. So he's someone that does score well when he gets good minutes, but I doubt he's going to get that here. Tolman and Williams should play decent minutes, which will take a bunch of these uh, minutes from the forwards in here. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it, guys. That's where we're at. Uh, I hope teams lists were, were kind to you, as I said, and, and good luck uh, making your sides. If you have any questions about your team, please uh, message me in the comments below or, or join the Discord group. And that would, uh, that would be really helpful, especially on game day. We'll be able to post some, some content in there and, and really help guys nice and fast when you needed that hour before kickoff. Uh, and we're making that people's team. So a uh, good chance I'm going to go live tomorrow night on YouTube and, and hopefully be able to help us out. Hopefully we can get you guys on there helping us make that people's team. But hope you enjoyed that, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next few videos when we can uh, reveal my team. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.